You're listening to AskDaryl.com. You've got questions. We'll get you the answers. AskDaryl.com. Hello, and welcome to episode number 28 of the Ask Daryl podcast. The Ask Daryl podcast is where our host, Daryl Girardier, take your questions on social media, technology, and communications, all dealing with the church, and do my best to answer them in the most brief yet thorough way possible. Today's question is one that I think a number of us are dealing with, and that question is, how do you run social media for your church when it's not your full-time job? In other words, you're doing this part-time, um, and how do you keep that going? How do you maintain that? Um, and I think that really the answer to that question really depends on how you feel about it. Uh, and what I mean by that is this, a uh, majority of us who do social media for our church and uh, there's very, very few of us that that's the only thing we do. Um, uh, the majority of us, this is a part-time gig in some way, shape or form, either we're a volunteer or we, uh, we are the student minister or children's minister, or we're the media director at our church. And we've been handed the keys to all the social media accounts because we just happen to be the most technologically inclined person on our staff. In fact, majority of people that I talk to, that's usually the category they fall into. They're just, Hey, I'm the person who likes this, but I just happen to, because I'm the one who understood it. And I have a Facebook page. I was handed the the credentials and say, Hey, you make this happen. And I think that think that for that, for most of us, we fall into like one of three categories when it comes to social media and our churches, we either one really love it a whole lot and would love it. And our dream job would be a, to do it full time or B we, we do it because we were asked to do it. But if at the end of the day, if we could get rid of it, we would, and we'd say, no, I want to go back doing what I really love, which is my passion, which maybe student ministry, children's ministry. I don't know what that, what that is for you. Um, or, or C is you like it. You like really like doing it, but you wouldn't want to do it full time. Um, but you're cool doing it part time. So the question is, how do you do that on a part time basis? How do you, how do you run the social media when it's not your full time gig 24 seven? So let me walk through those, those three things, those three categories I mentioned in the beginning and, and, and what, how do you handle each of them? Let's see your category. Number one, I think it was a, is what I called it. And that is you love it. You love what you do. In fact, you're like, I would rather prefer to do this full time. Okay. This is a really difficult position to be in. Um, and let me tell you how that worked for me. Um, when about, I would say about five, six years ago, Maybe close to may actually you know close to six, maybe close to seven eight years ago, um, I started doing social media on the side in terms of just exploring it. Um, so I think 2007 I signed up for Twitter, um, started playing with it, um, used Facebook to a certain degree. wasn't really in, I've never been really into Facebook per se, but Twitter I really adapted to and really liked. Um, and I spent a good portion of my time doing that, learning code and doing some other web related things. Uh, learning how mobile apps are made and, and that whole process. Um, and I started doing that at night um, because that wasn't so much my day job. My day job was a creative director at a large publishing company and basically mainly doing video for that, for that, for that company. And so uh, when I was doing that, I really rather prefer to be doing the social media stuff. I kind of caught the bug, if you will. Um, but the issue was, is I had to basically kind of, if you will, kind of put myself through my own version of night school um, and really, really kind of just really hone and really study those things. Um, what that allowed me to do was it allowed me to start consulting on the side um, with people, uh, specifically my pastor. And then once a full-time position came open for our church to take over the web, uh, mobile, social media, 
um, and everything digital for our church, I was able to apply for it and get the job. So for me, it was really about a matter of just working really hard at night and then turning around and the opportunity to open up and I was able to, it was able to step into a position that allowed me to, uh, help out the church and at the same time do what I love to do. Um, however, my case is honestly, is probably a bit, is, is obviously more of a rarity than anything else. Um, and part of that was because, um, most churches aren't staffed that way. Now, however, if you're one of those people that you really want to do something like this, um, full time, if not three quarters time, or even half part time at your church, um, here's some things you got to do. Um, obviously as I stated before, you have to just spend a lot of time studying. You got to know yourself. You've got to spend, the time researching, going to free webinars, doing all those type of things you can do. You also need to learn how to study numbers, specifically Google Analytics. Um, if you don't have Google Analytics on your church website, you know, go ahead and get that installed or get some sort of analytics tool which you can start judging the effectiveness of your social media, not just the number of likes, retweets, engagement in terms of Instagram photos, but the actual click-throughs to the actual website where people are actually taking action and doing things like signing up for events, registering, reading content that you put out, you got to find some hard metrics that you got to start gathering that are the benefit of the work that you and your, that you or somebody else is putting in on social media. So you've got to really kind of really be able to show the worth. Um, as I said before, the other thing you need to do is you need to go to every free webinar you've got. I know Buffer has got um, free webinars. Sumo Me has free webinars and free webinars are the great thing about them is, is you can sign up for them. You can attend them live if you need, if you can. If you can't, a lot of times they'll just send you a replay. Um, so, because a lot of times they happen like during your lunch hour, and if you can't make it, just sign up for it, and they'll send you usually like within like five or six hours they send you a replay, and you can watch a webinar and kind of really study up and really kind of learn some really really great things. In fact, I just watched a really good one with um, Meet Edgar which is a really cool tool to help you with your social media. And I watched a free webinar on, on repeating your content. You also need to not only study your numbers, but you need to be able to tell stories about the work. In other words, you need to be able to apply real life stories of impact to the work. So, so with that, it's uh, stories like for us, like for me, I was able to connect to a, a mom and her whole family with small groups just via over Twitter. She asked a few questions. We were able to get her get her connected with the minister. So that's a story. That's a win. Um, the reason why you need to be able to tell your own stories is not just for the heartfelt connection, but you got to realize that you are probably going to be your own cheerleader when it comes to making the case for this being more than just uh, something you do as a volunteer, that this requires actual paid time to be able to do this. Uh, you got to be your own cheerleader. Nobody else is going to cheerlead for you. Um, with that, though, one of the things I recommend if you're trying to make this a full-time gig or a part-time gig for yourself is find a senior staff member to help you navigate the system. Um, more than likely, a senior staff member who's been in your church for a while can tell you, hey, here's how the process looks. This is what we're, If we're going to hire a full-time position, this is what we're looking for. It's got to meet the following metrics. And if it meets these metrics, then you know what? We're going to look at making it full-time. Every church is different. Um, our process is like a year and a half out to make something full-time. Um, and it's a pretty lengthy process at that. So I know that if I want to make a case for a position, I've got to really get my numbers together about 18 months out and really start telling that story, talking to a senior staff member and saying, Hey, here's where I really think we need this. How would we go about getting this position and ask those hard questions, uh, within that when not only want to tell stories, but I want to attach again, attach metrics to everything I do to prove its value. And I need to be able to answer this question if I want this gig to be full-time. 
Um, and that is, is I need to be able to say why this is worth paying for when your church has possibly been getting it for free. So in other words, if you're a volunteer and you want to make this full-time or if this is your part-time gig for the church and you want to make this your full-time gig, you got you to gotta figure out a way to justify the money. Um, because otherwise they're going to be look, looking at you going, well, we're getting this for free and we've been doing a pretty good job for free. So why would I pay for it? And you got to be able to answer that question. And hopefully your senior staff member can help you do that. The other thing is if you feel really called to this ministry and this is something you feel really called to do, another option would be you might need to go to a different church. I hate to say that you may have to leave your church to go pursue your calling. This is what God's calling you to do. And that's between you and God, where you go when you leave that church, etc. But some churches just at the end of the day can't do it. Some churches can. So you might have to. Uh, go to a different church to be able to pursue what God is calling you to do. Now, let's say you're in category number two, and that is, or I think I said B originally, and that is you do this, but man, you do it because you were handed the keys because you happen to understand Facebook, you happen to understand Twitter, but it's not something you're really passionate about. Well, my advice to you is delegate this work as much as possible. Find a group of volunteers to delegate as much of the social media work as possible out to them and just manage it from a high level point of view. Um, we're in the process of finding more volunteers for our church just because we can't cover all aspects of it, but also because, honestly, we need a fresh set of eyes on the social media, not just our eyes as well. But I would turn around and I would do as much as I can to volunteer, uh, get volunteers on board, even get additional staff on board to help you delegate this out because that's probably the only way you're going to get it done. If you've been assigned this job, assigned this task for your church, as much as you can find those two or three key people who really get it, are really passionate about it, want to volunteer and delegate it out as much as possible and just cast vision and just oversee it. But if you can't get out of the weeds and get out of the day-to-day maintenance of your social media, that's probably going to be your best bet if you're trying to get out of doing social media for your church. Now, if you're one of those people that are happy with both, you love the ministry you're currently doing. At the same time, you love the social media part. You don't want to make it full-time, but you know what? I really enjoy what I'm currently doing then let me kind of give you some tips on how to manage that so social media doesn't overtake your life. First thing, see if you can batch um, the social media work. In other words, what I suggest you do is is spend some time maybe on a, a Sunday afternoon, Monday morning, or some point in the week that you designate where you kind of schedule you schedule promotional stuff that you know is going to happen, that you know you got to get out the door. Go ahead and schedule that out. I'm not a huge fan of auto-scheduling, but the reality of it is it does save you a lot of time. It does save a lot of headaches in terms of remembering when stuff needs to go out. So if you could um, take some time, batch your work all together, and then and schedule some stuff out, that would be a key efficiency thing for you. The other thing is to batch your time when you actually check social media. Don't feel like you need to check social media throughout the day. Maybe just designate 30 minutes a day where you check all the feeds. You respond to everybody. And then you go on your way. Um, and depending on your church size, it's probably more than likely people will people will understand that. Uh, again, you probably could use volunteers to help offset that a little bit. But batch your time so the fact it doesn't consume all your time. Because if you're not careful, social media can easily do that. So if you can leverage volunteers, you can batch this time out. You're probably going to be better off and be a little more sane when it comes to dealing with social media. The other thing is, is if you are trying to figure out how do you leverage your content, don't be afraid to repeat your content. Um, if you're a person who's doing it part-time, you're thinking, man, I've got to come up with all this new content. You don't always always have to come up with new content. You can find ways to restate old content. Uh, one of the things, as I mentioned, I was uh, watching this webinar for Meet Edgar, uh, which is a service that helps you kind of schedule out some social media and your, your content. And one of the things they, they emphasized was that you can repeat content more than you think you can 
on Facebook and Twitter, especially Twitter, that how little your audience actually sees the content that you put out there. And it really hit home with me. And I think for a lot of us, we're sitting there scrambling. I think we have to come up with original content all the time. But the reality of it is, is if you come with a base of really good original content to begin with and then learn how to repeat it and how to schedule it in such a way that you can repeat that content throughout the week in various ways and phrase it in different ways, you actually better serve yourself and better serve your audience because there's more than the likely chance that they'll see your content. So that's my advice if you're trying to run social media on a part-time basis. Um, a lot of us love it. A lot of us would rather get rid of it. And some of us are just cool with the way it is. So I don't know where that fits for you, but hopefully you probably fit one of those three categories. And this advice has been helpful for you. If you got a question for me, head over to askdarrell.com. That's A-S-K-D-A-R-E-L.com. You can direct message me on Twitter. Um, I'm at D Girardier at D-G-I-R-A-R-D-I-E-R. You can use the hashtag AskDaryl. Or you can actually comment in the comment section on this blog post, which will be going up here in just a few moments. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we're on iTunes. Feel free to rate us and subscribe there. Or if you're one of my friends who are using the Android device, you can head over to Stitcher. Well, thanks for listening, and I will talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to AskDaryl.com. Don't forget, if you've got questions, go online and submit them to AskDaryl.com.